Are you ready for the best real estate investing advice ever? Join Joe Fairless as he talks to successful real estate professionals and ask them to share their best advice ever. From deal syndicators to wholesalers, flippers, property managers, pest inspectors, and everyone in between. It's the best ever advice and none of the fluff. Let's go. A quick word from our sponsor, The Door Devil. Homeowners spend hundreds on alarm systems each year, but rarely reinforce the weakest point on the home, the doors. Bad guys know this, and that's why kick-ins are so common. Simply adding door devils virtually eliminates the home security gap. Sleep better tonight. Reinforce your doors. Visit doordevil.com and enter best ever to get an exclusive 20% discount on your purchase. Hello, Best Ever listeners. Welcome to the Best Real Estate Investing Advice Ever show. I'm Joe Fairless, and I'm here with today's guest, Neela Richardson. Hi, Neela. Hi, it's a pleasure to be with you today. Oh, it's a pleasure over here, too. I am so excited to have you on the show, and the Best Ever listeners are going to just enjoy hearing about your background, and then also, most importantly, the insight that you bring to the table. Um, A little bit about Neela before she goes into her background in more detail. She is currently the chief economist at Redfin. She's a former John Hopkins University adjunct professor of finance. She's been a researcher at Harvard, and she's been on every major news channel, at least as I, as far as I'm concerned, um, giving advice on the economic ramifications of real estate, the real estate industry. Um, I'm so excited to have you on the show. And Neela, can you give the best ever listeners a little bit more about your background and what you're focused on now? Sure. Thanks for the kind introduction. And my background really encompasses a lot about how the housing market has changed over the past 10 years. I started as a housing economist at Freddie Mac, the one of the largest mortgage insurers in the country. And at that time, it was great for the housing market. Credit was cheap. It was easy to get a mortgage. Prices were booming. There were a lot of investors in the market. But as we all know, that all that activity had a price and the economy paid for it when the housing bubble burst and the economy went into financial crisis. From there, I actually went on the regulator side after a, a, a research stint at Harvard looking at the crisis and what led up to it. And I started looking at regulations that would hopefully help contain um, banks and investors and even homeowners so that this kind of buildup in crisis would never happen again in the real estate market. And what are some of the regulations that are put in place now Um, that weren't in place previously that can help prevent us from being in the same situation that we were in 2008? Well, the biggest one is just tougher underwriting standards. And all along, the government had the power to, to impose and enforce regulations on how mortgages were underwritten by banks, but now they're actually doing it. And they did put in some rules in place to help them in that effort. But what, what basically has happened that is that all of these toxic mortgage products, NEGAM, um, 
which is negative amortization mortgages, uh, interest-only mortgages, mortgages where you needed absolutely no documentation of your income. Those have all virtually disappeared from the marketplace. So what's left is a, a, a bunch of safer mortgages that most people can feel confident won't uh, start uh, going into default in mass, which is what happened during the housing bubble and burst. With... 2014 wrapping up and 2015 quickly coming up, what do you see as far as the uh, lending future um, for real estate? Where do you see that headed? Well, it's been tight over the past few years. I mean, the pendulum swings back and forth. And, and before the crisis, it swung too far into easy credit. I think now it's swung too tight and it's still really hard to get a mortgage if you're an average person with an average down payment, you know, making an average salary. But the good news that is that over time, um, banks are becoming uh, less conservative and they are starting to ease in the st- those very same standards uh, to help uh, people get mortgages. And that's going to be crucial uh, for the housing market to completely recover. So in 2015, I think there's going to be more good news for potential home buyers. As far as commercial real estate goes, are you seeing anything that noteworthy there? Actually, there is a lot noteworthy going on in the residential side of commercial real estate. We're seeing multifamily housing starts really shoot off and recover much faster than single family. Uh, there is this high demand for apartments, and and builders have caught on to that demand, and they're building multifamily units uh, in a much stronger rate than anything else. And that's good news for the rental industry. It's still... Sh- it leads to a lack of inventory, though, on the home buying front. Fewer homes for sale. And I am one of those people building multifamily, so I, I'm hopefully uh, not just a lemming following all of them off a cliff, but rather um, getting in on something good. Well, you know, you you probably know this as well as I do, that the millennial population, those folks ages about 25 to 34, they are coming to the market in big numbers and they need a place to live. Um, We've said that they've been in their parents' basements waiting for a job. (laughs) Well, they're not going to stay there forever. We're getting better news on the labor market front. They're going to move out and they're not going to move out to a single family home in the suburbs, their first home. They're likely going to move to an apartment. And so that is a good business to be in right now. And I'm going to... I will welcome them with open arms. (laughs) 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 All right, Neela. What is your best real estate investing advice ever? I think the best advice I can give a potential homeowner is buy the neighborhood, not just the house. I think we get caught up in the house and the square footage and the kitchen and the master bath, and we lose sight of where this house is located because at the end of the day, it's the neighborhood that will determine price appreciation over time. And you can buy a great house in a bad neighborhood and not see the kind of uh, price recovery or price uh, surge that you might see in in a different neighborhood. So that's my first piece of advice is to really look where you're buying, not just what you're buying. Uh, the second thing, though, I'd, I, I'd have to also offer is 
refi when it makes sense. A lot of people, they get a mortgage, and I, I bet this is going to happen now because people have gotten so accustomed to a 30-year fixed-rate mortgage, and they just take that mortgage and they never think about it again. But rates fluctuate. And over time, rates will go up and rates will go down. So it's really important to recognize when you're in a position to refinance into a lower rate, especially if you're paying primary mortgage insurance. Once you get that 20% equity in your home, it's time to refi and stop paying that insurance. So always know financially where your mortgage is and when it's the best time to refi for you. And I know, you know some homeowners and even investors who have a property, they see, like you said, they have a 30-year mortgage and they kind of set it and forget about it um, because they think, and correctly so, that if they refinance in another 30-year, then they will continue to, they'll have it, they'll take longer to have it paid off, but in the long run, perhaps they'll be paying less overall because they'll have a lower interest rate even though they're adding a couple more years to it. Right. And if you have a lower monthly mortgage payment that you have to pay, there's nothing to prevent you from paying a little more and getting that mortgage paid down. And there's also nothing to prevent you to refining into a 15-year product. You may actually, with today's low mortgage rates, uh, and as rates go up and down, there are situations in which you can refi into a 15-year mortgage and pay essentially the same monthly payment. And so buyers and investors should know the full range of their mortgage options when making those decisions. That personally happened to me with one of my homes where I, I bought it through a traditional lender and then um, it was a 6% interest rate, 30 years. I uh, refinanced it through another lender, uh, American Airlines Credit Union, um, and the credit union had had 15-year mortgages at about 3%, and my payment was essentially the same, and I'm paying it off 15 years earlier. Mm, well, there you go. You're a living example of why it makes sense to, to just be very aware of where your mortgage is and what rates are. And we're going to see some changes in rates over time. Um, we know that the Federal Reserve is... Uh, changing its monetary policy. Eventually, that will lead to higher rates, though it's going to be slow. So this is the time to start really looking at your rate and making those decisions. If you And we didn't plan that example, did we? Just so everybody knows. <laughs> no, um, not at all. Yeah, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, I, I'd like to uh, have you guess, and I know this is a guess, so I won't hold you to it, but this time next year, What's the interest rate going to be for a 30-year fixed? This time next year, I think it'll be between uh, four and a half and five. I've been surprised at how slowly mortgage rates have increased given all the things that the Fed is doing differently now. And I still think it's going to be a while before we get a big bump up in a, in a rate increase. So uh, rates at around 5% this time next year is still a great rate when you consider 20 years ago they were like up near 10 to 12%. So um, you may have missed the lows, but you're still in a good position if, you, if you're if you looking for a mortgage now. Are you ready for the best ever lightning round? I can't wait. Okay, good, good. I love the enthusiasm. <laughs> best ever book you've read? Anything by Kurt Vonnegut. 
best ever personal growth experience and what you've learned from it? Uh, absolutely. Motherhood. That and writing a dissertation. <laughs> both are very humbling experiences. <laughs> what, what have you learned from both motherhood and writing a dissertation? Patience. <laughs> best ever success habit you practice. Well, I do a lot of writing, and one thing I do to uh, get around writer's block is always end for the day with half a sentence written. That way, when I come back to it, I have a place to start. It's a habit I developed 10 years ago, and it's worked. Oh, thank you for that. I've been I've, – I've had about 12 months of writer's block on this book of mine, <laughs> and I will now write half a sentence as soon as we hang up and then go from there. <laughs> It really does help. <laughs> Best ever financial advice you've received from someone? Oh, that's hard. Um, best ever financial advice. You know, I think the, the, the best advice I get is probably the one you hear the most, which is you can't really time the market. Um, markets are generally long-term, uh, and putting your money into a, a stock index portfolio and waiting it out for most people is the right move. And when it comes to real estate, I think the best advice I've heard is really buy what you love, but buy it smartly. Best ever quote. The best quote I've ever gotten was actually from my four-year-old son at the time. When I asked him what he wanted to be when he grew up, I thought he was going to say a firefighter, a policeman, or something like that. He said, Mommy, I just want to live happy. And I just think that is the best way to live, is to live happy as much as you can. Um, and financial freedom definitely gives you that opportunity. And buying smartly, investing smartly, um, will help people live happy. I love that. Well, Neela, thank you so much for being on the show and sharing your best ever advice with the best ever listeners. Is there anything that we didn't talk about that you wanted to add? Well, I, I think we, we, we've talked about buying, but there's also knowing when to sell as well. That's equally as important as uh, knowing when to buy. So making those uh uh, good decisions based on the market, the neighborhood, uh, buyer demand, and and rates will help people not only buy smartly but sell smartly as well. All right. Well, thank you so much, and we will talk to you soon. Uh, it was my pleasure. Thanks for having me. Okay. Bye. Hey, you, best ever listener. Do you want more? Then head to JoeFairless.com, where there are tons of free videos, templates, and content to help you get deals done. And if you want Joe to personally help you reach your goals, then go to the Work With Joe tab on JoeFairless.com and apply to, well, Work With Joe. 